0: Dementia Researcher, with a blog and a rating. Getting involved in EDI leadership. I first got involved with EDI in 2021. In this blog, I wanted to give a personal and practical account of what working in the EDI means. Why I got involved with it, the practicalities of what we do, and the benefits and challenges for both research and in a research career. What is EDI? ADI can mean many things to different people. In simple terms, I see it as promoting an environment of fairness and equal opportunity, whatever your background or circumstances. Helping to empower people from a diverse mindsets and cultures, getting involved in both research and research careers. Finally, making everyone feel welcome in research and removing barriers and biases that get in people's way. The core of our ADI work is to reduce discrimination of those of protected characteristics under the Equality Act 2010, including age, disability, gender reassignment, marriage and civil partnership, pregnancy and maternity, race, religion or belief, sex and sexual orientation. For me personally, I see my role as an EDI leader simply in making working and research a happier environment for everyone, whoever you are. So why did I get involved? There are three main reasons why I got involved in EDI. If I'm really honest, I wanted to get some experience to put on my CV. Secondly, it was clear during the pandemic that when we did return to working on campus, it would be a very different workplace and in some ways it was the best time to get involved as there was an opportunity to make real impact. The third reason is my personal experiences of discrimination. As a gay man, I fell into one of those protected characteristics. I have also experienced difficulty over the years in higher education and working in research as someone coming from a very deprived area in the Northeast, and having struggles with my own mental health issues. Research can be quite a nebulous and highly competitive career i found it can be difficult to chart a path for yourself, especially if you have no experience from your family or your community working in any sort of relatable field. I've found this can be disconcerting, especially in the early years. The path into research itself can be very demanding, and having support is essential. Although my family have always been supportive of me, it was always difficult when no one in my family really knew what a PhD was, let alone what doing epidemiology research day-to-day practicalities looked like until about two years into my PhD I found out most of my family thought I was training to be a dementia nurse this has always solidified in my mind that the way we do research needs to be more supportive of making people from all backgrounds feel welcome and supported being gay I've also had my fair share of discrimination for many years the way I've dealt with this is pretending homophobia or or discrimination doesn't occur However, in recent years, I've come to realise that although discrimination is rarely as acute as schoolyard homophobic bullying, it doesn't mean it doesn't persist in more subtle ways. Similar to this, the more I've worked in research, the more I've come to realise that many of my fellow LGBT researchers carry that discrimination from the high school, college or undergraduate years into work life, whether facing direct homophobia in work or not. Indeed, in many ways, my personal view is that the world is becoming a less welcoming place for many people of protected characteristics. Constant toxic discourse around race and immigration, heated arguments around gender and LGBT rights, and EDI priorities disregarded as woke can be frankly scary sometimes. Although we can't control this in our workplaces, I think we have to be aware that we don't work in a vacuum, I had a very real experience of this where I was assaulted while walking down the street for being gay just a few years ago. And to say that didn't have a profound effect on on me at work would be disingenuous. I write these things because I think we have to be aware of these issues. And it's these issues that make EDI fundamental to how we work and do research. What I don't want to say is that you can only get involved if you have faced discrimination directly or that you won't gain anything. The other reason I joined was for quite selfish reasons, if I was honest. I knew it was an issue becoming more important to research funding, and I wanted experience of leadership in something that would look good on my CV. What we actually do in EDI work. No doubt EDI groups do things very differently across research institutes. In my case, I am a deputy leader of an EDI committee, representing staff and postgraduate students within the Newcastle University Population Health Science Institute. I've been involved with the committee since it was set up, and in the early days our main objectives were to identify areas where as an institute we could be more inclusive, and to promote the work of our committee. Some of these are long-term objectives. For example, we attend regular meetings with our research executive meetings, to make sure ADI is included in strategic decision-making and institute policy, One way we were able to make an impact in this was organising an event where researchers could tell their COVID-19 stories, taking what we learned about how they were affected by the pandemic and anxieties about return to campus. We were then able to make sure these views were taken into account when return to campus planning was being made, making adjustments, for example, for parents who had changed their childcare arrangements, vulnerable staff who rely on public transport, And on the flip side of that, often younger, early career researchers who were more keen to return and felt they were missing out on the face-to-face engagement at work. We've also been able to run a number of successful campaigns. Something I have taken a personal lead on through my love of books has been to develop an EDI book club, reviewing and suggesting novels, memoirs, non-fiction and children's books, covering topics such as race, LGBT issues, black history and religion to share the values and ideas of EDI in a more interesting way than reading research articles. We are currently engaged in the Decolonizing the Curriculum campaign to make our taught courses more inclusive of non-white perspectives. Our most recent project has been to help with period poverty during the cost of living crisis, getting funds to stock free sanitary products for anyone who needs them in all of our work and teaching spaces. And finally, we've run an ADI blog, giving researchers the opportunity to share their methods for incorporating ADI in their research, or their perspectives of working in research from the point of people with protected characteristics. The benefits for research and researchers. In some cases, it's clear-cut why there are benefits to research from a population health perspective. As a dementia epidemiologist, it's fundamental to my research of population-level dementia risk, that the populations we study should truly repre- be truly representative and we know that those with protected characteristics among other things are the least likely to participate in research i believe having a thoughtful approach to edis has a benefit to all our research in dementia whether clinical or biomedical it can help us write and disseminate our research in a way that reaches people it may not have before and gives our research the benefit of perspective It is easy to slip into thinking about people with dementia as a homogenous group, especially if the majority of people participating are white middle class. I think taking part in ADI has huge benefits as a researcher. It has helped me become more aware of the people I work with and the different challenges we all face. I've also been forced to confront some of my own thinking. A diverse workforce of researchers inevitably leads to a more diverse range of perspectives making research a more creative space. I would argue although academia can be welcoming in many ways, there remains a big class and culture divide for people from disadvantaged backgrounds. There are also benefits in terms of your career. EDI is becoming an, even, an ever bigger priority for research bodies. Having practical experience of working on EDI is a huge benefit. When I was asked to play a leadership role, I was terrified at first. But in hindsight, EDI is a perfect area to gain experience of leadership. Again, something that looks good on your CV. Working with colleagues in executive roles has also helped me make more connections with senior staff around the university. And it's always good to have more people know who you are. Finally, the greatest benefit, in my opinion, is the opportunity to be more creative and get instant gratification. One of the challenges I find with research is we are always thinking in the long term working for months and years gathering data for papers, long drawn-out peer review processes. I've highly valued being able to identify a project and get something done that makes a real change for people straight away. The period poverty work we've done has been a great example of that. Challenges to EDI. It would be a lie to say that everything about doing EDI work is perfect. The most significant challenge is time pressure. Ask anyone in academia, they will tell you they have a full diary. And honestly, there are times I struggle with juggling my own research and other commitments such as EDI. I would say if you really don't have any flexibility to do it, don't overload yourself. For me, I am lucky that I have a great co-deputy. Inevitably, with EDI work, every now and then you may have to work on issues which are highly sensitive. And that can be difficult, especially when it's something you can't fully relate to. For me, I can talk a lot about LGBT issues, for example. However, often when talking about race, disability, or issues faced by women, I can sometimes feel like I have little to offer. Saying that, though, the ability to know what you don't know, and being confident to listen and learn, is a valuable skill in itself. My final thoughts. Although there are challenges, my view remains unchanged that being involved in EDI makes for better research and better researchers. Whether that be in dementia or otherwise, it's great for your CV and really gives you a chance to be creative in problem solving and make things better for people in real time. And finally, I want to acknowledge the excellent work of Dr Nicola Hesselhurst, our committee leader, and Dr Fiona Graham, my co-deputy leader, and all of those who have worked on our committee over the years. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.